0: This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week, we'll be joined by doctors, as well as the occasional guest, to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you.
1: Eliminating all daily factors that cause stress is unrealistic, but there is a way to cope and ease the stress. The key is to mentally put aside those outside forces and to become more in touch with oneself in the moment, the sensations and feelings right then, without judging or interpreting them. They are what they are. A widespread technique for achieving this sort of insight leading to stress reduction and more inner calm is the practice of mindfulness meditation. It can be learned through in-person or online courses, community programs, or right on the Parkinson's Foundation website as part of the PD Health at Home program. In this episode, Krista Ellis, Community Program Manager with the Foundation and a certified yoga and meditation teacher, explains what mindfulness meditation is, what mental, emotional, and even physical benefits it can provide to people with Parkinson's disease, and how to get started with it. She says that mindfulness meditation aims to identify stresses as a first step to coping with them.
2: Stress is every day for general public, and it's even more so with people with Parkinson's. When you try to incorporate a mindful approach on your stress. You're really examining what's making you feel stressed, what your perceived stress is. And once you understand where that stressor's coming from, you become aware of it. It's another word that we use for mindfulness is awareness. You're able to kind of embrace that stress in a different perspective.
1: Is stress particularly harmful in Parkinson's? Can it exacerbate motor or non-motor symptoms?
2: Yes, actually, it can. And Parkinson's disease stress can cause people with Parkinson's to have more anxiety. It can even exacerbate moods of depression, and it can also start to influence people's sleep with Parkinson's. It can make their tremor more present, and it can also cause more bradykinesia, what we call slowness of movement, and also feeling kind of stuck. So some people with Parkinson's have this freezing gait. And stress can uh, really influence all those symptoms of Parkinson's disease.
1: I take it care partners also experience stress from their responsibilities. So when we're talking about mindfulness practices, I take it that applies to them too.
2: Absolutely. So care partners are notorious for putting other people first, especially their loved one living with Parkinson's. And when you use mindfulness in a care partner's position, they're able to kind of take a step back at what they're doing for others and take a few moments just for themselves by using mindfulness meditation.
1: Here is a quick word from our sponsor.
0: We take this few seconds off to inform you our valued loyal listener. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the
1: show. Why is mindful movement important for Parkinson's?
2: Movement is an essential treatment approach for people with Parkinson's, and when you move mindfully, so mindful movement is breath awareness, breathing as you move, very fluid movement, and so mindful movement not only stimulates the physical exercise of Parkinson's but also the cognitive side of treatment for people with Parkinson's. So when you kind of adopt the two, physical activity and also mental activity, it can really benefit people with Parkinson's disease.
1: You are involved in the Mindfulness Mondays program, which has been pretty successful on the Parkinson's website. So how did that begin?
2: Right in the wake of COVID, um, March 2020, uh, my team and I were kind of exploring how we can continue to educate and empower our Parkinson's communities through a virtual world uh, because we weren't able to see each other in person. So um, with my background in yoga, I immediately was inspired to teach meditation or educate people about meditation and its benefits for people with Parkinson's in our community and that became mindfulness mondays a program that we host every monday uh, for our global parkinsons community how's it done extremely well at the very beginning you know it's it's slow to take off just because of the virtual i would say hesitation to embrace the virtual world and our parkinsons community and Just recently, we've really skyrocketed in participation numbers, and I think people have really become quite fond of our communal approach. So it's not necessarily a lecture or presentation kind of style. People who come to our Mindfulness Mondays have a space to be heard, a space to be seen, and a space to really be a part of their Parkinson's community while being in the safety of their homes.
1: Have people reported back to you any benefits that they've seen? Is there anything specific?
2: Absolutely. We've heard some very specific feedback from our community as far as feeling more grateful for their Parkinson's disease, which is kind of contradictory, right? But people are identifying that their Parkinson's disease is giving them a different understanding of what mobility means and um, how to care for one another. And we've also found that the care partners in our group are very thankful for the space to be able to have some time uh, for themselves, while also being able to connect with other care partners. People around the globe are finding that Parkinson's disease is not an individual dis-ease is what I like to call it, but they're seeing that many people around the world are suffering with some of the same problems that they do themselves, and it gives them a sense of acceptance.
1: I know a couple of yoga instructors, and since the pandemic began, they've really expanded their classes and their practice all across the country, which they hadn't expected. They just wanted to reach the local community. We think of the Parkinson's Foundation as operating mainly in the U.S., although there are centers of excellence outside the U.S., but have you attracted people from outside the U.S.?
2: Many, yes. In fact, we I think we, we're touching now 13 countries outside of the United States, including Canada and Mexico, places um, all the way across the world in Australia, uh, New Zealand, uh, Italy, Spain, just to name a few.
1: Mindfulness really can be done anytime, anywhere, almost. So do people do it outside of, say, Mindfulness Mondays? Have they adopted a practice on a regular basis or whenever they feel they need it?
2: Absolutely. So I think the first step to adopting a mindful practice, if you're interested in learning about it, is to attend a group such as ours that kind of holds you accountable for that time and that space. And once you kind of become comfortable with a practice of mindfulness, You can carry that on to every day, any time of the day that you need it. You don't need a prescription for mindfulness. What's beautiful about having this awareness practice in your life is you can take five minutes just to connect to your breath and recenter your thoughts and kind of come back to the point of action or a moment just to slow down for yourself.
1: You said you don't need a prescription for it, but in terms of Parkinson's symptoms. Have people invoked mindfulness when they do experience an exacerbation of a symptom? I mean, can it be used almost therapeutically?
2: Absolutely. I think a really significant example of how mindfulness can be used when a Parkinson's person is experiencing, say, freezing of gait. So they feel like they cannot move and they're stuck. Their feet are stuck, almost like they're in, um, in mud. And you take that moment and just come into a state of awareness or mindfulness. You take a few deep breaths and you practice mindfulness, and then you're able to move again. Uh, so that is a very good example of how mindfulness can relieve the symptoms of Parkinson's disease.
1: For people who are new to this, can you just describe what you mean by mindfulness? What does it encompass?
2: Sure, so mindfulness is a practice of being aware of what surrounds you. That can be sights, smells, tastes, sounds, thoughts, and trying to become aware of these things without judgment. And that's the caveat there, without judgment. So we're becoming aware of our lives in this present moment without judgment. So not wishing things were any other way or wishing that we had something more or different, but just being aware of what we do have and finding a sense of gratitude and all the abundance in our lives.
1: Why is it called a practice? Does it require developing expertise, or is there a different meaning to that?
2: It's interesting that this question comes up regularly. Mindfulness is a practice because it isn't necessarily easy to do. Our minds are naturally thinking machines. We have thoughts all the time in the brain, or what I like to say in our inner voice is constantly talking. And so we practice mindfulness to refocus and bring our awareness back to our intention of the practice, whether that be focusing on your breath, focusing on something that you're grateful for, focusing on a mantra. So they call it a practice because the mind does race. And when we find our minds racing, come back to your point of focus so that's why we call it a practice. It's never a perfect exercise. We're always constantly practicing.
1: I know when people have a particular problem in mind, whether it's, you know, family or financial or their business or something, you tend to fixate on it. Does mindfulness help them get away from that practice and really put things in perspective?
2: It can, yes. And careful to say about fixation, because rumination and fixation is something that is common with people with Parkinson's disease. And when you're in a place of mindful awareness, it can offer an opportunity to kind of accept what is and let go of what is not. So when we talk about fixation or rumination with Parkinson's disease, having a mindful approach to the daily challenges or monthly or yearly even challenges of our lives, it can really give us a sense of calm when we approach it with mindfulness.
1: Like any exercise, does it become more natural the more you do it? Is it easier to get into that mindset when you want to?
2: Absolutely. You know, with anything new, there's always this sense of anxiousness or not able to achieve. And so with anything novel, especially people with Parkinson's, we have to find that courage to try something new that might be really outside of our comfort zone. And so when you're challenged physically, it's one thing. But when you're challenged mentally, when someone asks you to sit with your thoughts It's basically exercising the brain muscle. The brain is a muscle, in fact. And when you use mindfulness, we are exercising certain muscles of the brain to create new patterns of thought. So as you practice more, it does get easier.
1: Is it easy or difficult to maintain? Do you kind of have to remind yourself at some point, like, mindfulness would be helpful right now? (laughs)
2: Sure. I think it really depends on the person and what you're going through in life at the time. Mindfulness is a tool that we can pull out of our Parkinson's toolbox, but it is important to have little reminders set around the house on the phone or some way to remind us to be mindful in the activities that we decide to participate in. So for some of us, it might be easy to maintain that practice. If you're a more routine individual, it might be easier for us to maintain our mindful meditation. And if not, uh, we might just need a little extra help to support our mindfulness practice. And that's why we have our Mindful Mondays every week.
1: Is the Mindfulness Mondays program the way to get into it if someone wants to? Or how do people start?
2: Sure. So there's lots of ways to get started with mindfulness, mindful meditation, or awareness. And if you do have Parkinson's disease or you're part of the Parkinson's community, I would certainly encourage you trying our Mindfulness Mondays. There's apps that people can download for free to start their meditation journey. There's all kinds of videos and guides online through YouTube that they could start. But if you're really looking to be a part of a community and be present with that community, I would certainly encourage trying Mindfulness Mondays with the Parkinson's Foundation.
1: Is there anything we've missed or important to add or interesting to let people know about mindfulness?
2: I think it's important to... Just note that there has been research on mindfulness and its effects on Parkinson's disease. Uh, There's a lot of research that indicates alleviating a lot of the Parkinson's disease symptoms that are motor and non-motor. And there's many benefits that mindfulness can bring to the quality of life for everyone. So everyone has access to this tool at any time during their day and at any time during their Parkinson's journey.
1: Do you find that the person with Parkinson's and their care partner do it together? Or is this sort of a, even though communal, it's an individual practice?
2: I would say it's a mixed, Dan. We have couples that join together. We have grandmothers and their granddaughters join. We have individuals with Parkinson's. We have advanced people with Parkinson's. We have recently diagnosed people with Parkinson's join us. We have care partners join us solely by themselves. We have allied health professionals in the Parkinson's field joining us. So really it's a diverse community of people with Parkinson's that join us every Monday.
1: When does it occur on Mondays? Is there a specific time? Do you have to be there live?
2: You don't have to be there live. I'll start with that. We do record each session and they are posted to our YouTube channel. If you would like to join us live, you'll visit parkinson.org PDHealth and sign up for Mindfulness Mondays, and we go live at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time just about every Monday. We do reserve one Monday for our Spanish-speaking communities, but I'll always give them an update of the Mondays that we won't be meeting live.
1: Very good. I hope some people take advantage of it who are not yet trying mindfulness practices. So thanks for uh, all the information. It's been great.